What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Good morning. Alive and healthy. As we anxiously await for GP, he'll be around this afternoon, at least I I hope so. I spoke to him just a little bit ago and he's driving, you know, he's, I think he said he was doing like 500 miles today or something. I don't know. He's on the roads. He took all of his gear with him. He's going to uh, be joining us via his hotel room. Uh, here shortly, provided he's got everything done that he needs to get done. And if they let him check into his hotel room. Now, I think he has to wear a mask before he can check into his hotel room. I think that's one of the requirements. And I think he has to wear it in the hotel room the whole time. So I don't know. Just one of those things in California, I guess. But <laughs> I heard a funny one this morning. There was somebody that was this was in an office around the corner and someone said something about uh, wearing a mask and because they're, they're starting to uh, rotate. Uh, every other day for a home office. And so they said, well, uh, excuse me, just one question. They would said it. Someone said it in the uh, the meeting room today, said one question, said, yeah, said, uh, do we have to wear the mask when we're at home and we're doing home office? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have to check in via Zoom and, and get that one or Skype and, and have that one verified? Or I mean, are we going to be breaking policy if we do that? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Some of these, uh, we'll, we'll just say um, uh-huh. policymakers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, did you see that the CDC's come back out and they've said that, oh, it does spread on surfaces now. Oh, OK. Yeah. They've changed their minds again. So two days ago, uh-huh. it was, uh, well, no, it doesn't transmit on surfaces. And now it says, oh, well, no, they've said yesterday, oh, yes, it does. Well, you know, we have to, we're going to have to go back on that. So in the very beginning, you said that it didn't. Then you went back on that and said, well, yes, it does. And you kept with that one for about a month. Then you came back out and said, well, no, it doesn't. And then a day later, you go back and say, well, we think it does. It's kind of like saying the masks don't work and then saying the masks do work and then saying, well, no, we, we, we told you that the masks don't work so you wouldn't go out and buy them. So that right. the emergency people could have them. I'll tell you what. Let's um, let's jump over to let's get into. Uh, do you want to start with the? Uh, do you want to start with the video first? Do you want to do that first, or do you want to talk? Let's let's do a little bit of Minneapolis. Let's talk about it. All right. We know what's going on up there, and now it's just the the whole George George Floyd. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. The whole thing with George Floyd, right? It, look, I agree that the officers were completely out of line, and there need to be charges brought. Right. I don't think anyone is disagreeing with that here. But now, now. You see what this is turning into. It's turning into this started with a protest, which is, I mean, perfectly understandable. I get it. Right. I get it. I'm on board with it. So I understand. But this other stuff, this is a riot. Right. This is looting. And I mean, they cleaned out. What was it? They, they ransacked a target and they torched yeah. an auto zone and, and yeah. a couple other businesses, like a couple of a couple of um, and a Wendy's. Couple of, yeah. And a Wendy's. What, for what? You're, they're out there smashing open ATMs. Why? Even the guy's families come out and said, look, he wouldn't have wanted this. We don't want you to do this. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of ironic that you're doing this to your own community. Uh, like, know, that doesn't but, help anybody. What, what's no. what's the guy that owns a business? What's, what do they have to do with that? You're, you're costing yeah. Target. You're costing Target all that money because you ransacked and looted their entire store. Why, why would why would you do that? What, what's that got to do with with that? You burned an auto zone down. You, like you burned it to the ground. 
There's a couple other buildings that have been burnt to the ground. For what? You're endangering people's lives. I mean, these people are going to get someone else killed. I don't anyway, know. I, I just honestly just get I think we, I think we, it's just yeah, out of hand. It is out of hand. And we kind of we'll go into this a little deeper later. But we were seeing because I, I, I personally want to really kind of hammer in how the media is wording this. And yeah, yeah, they're they're pitting both sides against each other. And it's it's well, really see, disgusting. The virus is failing, right? The, the virus facade that they're putting out, the, all that stuff. They were hoping to hang on to that and keep everybody in fear until November. But that's not working. That, that's not working. That's falling apart. And everything that they've done. Do you remember the 100,000 names that the New York Times led with the other day? Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the, the unique thing about some of that, about some of those names, you go three or four names into it, died in a car crash. You know, one was a homicide. That kind of stuff. That's what they're doing. Every mm. person that dies, every person that dies is now a COVID death. Every It doesn't matter of what, but that's how they're wording it. Well, it, I mean, you could argue that those are COVID related, you know, because some people committing suicide and and whatnot because of the social distancing or the, you know, the uh, lockdown orders and that kind of stuff, not directly associated to being sick themselves uh, from COVID-19, but, you know, the death being brought on yeah. because of, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, media, Minnesota, you were saying media, Minnesota, it's uh, it's pretty despicable how how they're pitting both in this scenario. It's it's black against white is how they're pitting it against them. We've got other stuff to talk about with pitting Democrat against Republican. And it's just it's despicable. Like we're all Americans. We all agree that this is a problem. But going out and rioting is not the solution to, to, to this problem, to this issue. We need to rely on the on on the justice system here, and they'll they'll get their due justice. It's just be patient. The wheels of justice turn very slowly. I've always heard that term, and it's never it's never been more apparent to me than when I was actually working in the justice system over there. And that's true. The wheels of justice turn very slowly because there's always the entire process that you have to go through. Right, has to be dis- litigation, discovery. I mean, all all that stuff. I mean, it's just it, it's just. It takes forever. I mean, look at the whole OJ trial. You remember that? How long did that take? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a good thing, though, because that helps yes. filter out the innocent, you know, yeah. from from getting wrongly accused. So, yeah. Right. So in the meantime, I mean, now all this is spreading out to like Los Angeles. What is that horrible event in Minnesota, in Minneapolis? What does that have to do with what happens in Los Angeles? I get that it's a terrible thing, right? I understand that it is. And those officers need to be punished accordingly. Okay, I understand that. I'm on board with that. But what's that got to do with a riot out in Los Angeles? Nothing. So there was a protest even in Seattle yesterday, although it was it was peaceful, uh, but it, it was there. Okay, I understand it. I'm all about the peaceful protest. I'm all about it. Right. That's what our First Amendment's for. The right to assemble peaceably. Right. The right, the right to peaceably assemble. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get it. I get it. So and you don't need no stinking permit either. Right. I love these things. All oh, we need a permit to protest. No, we don't. We have a First Amendment right that guarantees we don't need a stinking permit for your protest, right? We can just storm whatever we want for a protest. That's what it's all about. Slight joke uh, to the politician that says we need a permit. Uh, I, I say you need a lawsuit. <laughs> you need a lawsuit. <laughs> but it, I mean, that's what it is. I hate these people that say, oh, well, you need a permit to protest. No, I don't. You, you Go to hell with your permit. You know, well, mm-hmm. I got, my permit is the First Amendment. OK, that's my permit. Right. You, you want it. You want a permit? Go look up the U.S. Constitution. That's my permit to protest. OK, so I'm on board with the protest. I understand. But this no, they need to bring the National Guard in on this. So and I think they're doing that. Uh, at least that's what I'm seeing. But we'll get into that later on this afternoon. So anyway, let's talk this video that's out now. 
the media is all over this. Like this is uh, a declaration of war. Uh, and it's <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. That's what that's what it is. Is what it seems like. Right. So the yeah. media's come out and said, oh, Trump, Trump's retweeted a video that declares that the only good Democrat is a dead Democrat. OK, that's what's going around right now. Now, if you see that headline, OK, they're banking on just the sensationalism of it. OK, so but I think they're inadvertently drawing more attention to this because if somebody sees this like we did, we thought, wait a minute, let's look into that. Of course, we do that with just about everything. But if someone goes and looks up the video of this, then they're going to find something really interesting. The entire thing's taken out of context, first of all. So no, you know, no, nobody's saying no, nobody's saying that they want dead Democrats. Nobody's saying that. Uh, not in the literal sense anyway, not in the physical sense. That's not what this means. We're going to play the clip here. Uh, and then we'll let you decide on what this is, because th- this is what's being said. OK, actually, I'll tell you what, I'll play the clip first and then I will say what the media is putting out there about it. OK, so let's take a listen to this. I've come to a place where I've come to the conclusion that a, the only good Democrat is a dead Democrat. I don't say that in the physical sense, and I can already see the videos getting edited where it says, because the Democrat agenda and policy is anti-American right now. It's where our country's not coming to a place if you love or hate Donald Trump. Our country's coming to a place if you love or hate America because that's what it's boiling down to. But, um, but as far as Democrats go, you have some great conservative candidates. We need to have, I say the reason why I don't even get Democrats a dead Democrat, I'm saying it Politically speaking, and I'm saying it because we need to have the majorities in the House and the Senate. Yeah. It's the only way that we're going to put the brakes on an out-of-control governor. Sometimes you have to hit very rock bottom in order to make real change. It, it, it can happen in our own personal lives. It happens in community, but it's also happening in government right now. I believe our government is showing the very worst that they have, and I believe that it's going to bring about the very best that our country Okay, that was at a Cowboys for Trump rally. All right. So you heard what the guy said. Okay. now this is what the media is spinning it as. This is how they're spinning it. They're saying that a video that Trump retweeted from the account of Cowboys for Trump midnight on Thursday, in which the uh, the leader of the group looks like Coey Griffin, right, declares the only good Democrat is a dead Democrat. Okay. he then explains he doesn't mean it in the physical sense, but rather in the political sense, because the Democrat policy and agenda is anti-American right now. Okay, so I mean that he does explain it that way. And he, he did say he doesn't mean it in a physical sense, but in a political sense. Okay, so he wants the ideology to be thrown out. That's what he means. He doesn't mean that in a physical sense. He doesn't mean that, you know, people go out and, and kill Democrats. Nobody wants that. That's crazy. Now, the media then puts this point in there. A generous interpretation of the video would suggest that Griffin is trying to compliment Democrats in the past, but he never quite makes the point. So, I just find it uh, I find it rather repulsive that they just put out the the article and just say, oh, well, Trump retweets this person saying that the only good Democrats a dead Democrat when the whole thing's taken out of context. And so I mean, that's what led us to go watch the video. Right. Because, I mean, this is you can call this fake news or whatever you want, but the whole thing is misleading. That's that's not what this means. And he says that. Yeah, it is clickbait. But the, the point is, is they're bringing more attention to it just by putting that out there. But they're saying that or he, he this guy is saying that we're at a point now and this is true. We're at a point now in America where 
it's not about Donald Trump. It, it, with these people, it's never been about Donald Trump, right? It's that he's just a fly in the ointment. Okay, that's all he is. But the fact is, is he what he represents is what uh, the progressive left in America, the radical left, the radical left, not the not not your average Democrat. I'm not talking about that. I know a lot of good classic Democrats. Man, there's some great people, good hardworking folks. But this this um, th- this radical wing that's taken over the Democrat Party. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. To that. I feel sorry for the average Democrat voter out there. I do. You know, I know a lot of them and they've got nowhere to turn. And so the fact that they've jumped on board with this, uh, this, you know, I'm talking about the the politicians, they've jumped on board with this whole thing about hating America. Why? You know, I've known Democrats my whole life. They don't hate the country. They view things differently, as in we, you know, should go about this in a different manner other than what we're doing. But at the end of the day, they don't hate where they come from. They don't hate the traditions of the country. And that's what this guy's saying. That's that's precisely what this guy's saying is that we're at a point now where it's not about Donald Trump. It's about whether or not you even like the idea of America. And the Democrat Party of today is a completely anti-American view. That's what this guy's trying to say. Not that he wants to go out and, and see dead Democrats all, all over the place in the physical sense. That's not what he means. But in the political sense, that's what he means, because the party itself has been taken over by radicals and they have to be politically gotten rid of. They, they have to be politically gotten rid of because they're, they're a cancerous ideology now. They, they represent everything that we don't traditionally represent as a nation. That's the point. Uh, just do you hear the hateful speech out of him? Like that is just wow. Are you being no, serious? No. Are you being serious? Uh, no. <laughs> Are you- no, no, I'm not. It, he's it, from down around your part of the your, your neck of the woods, man. He's a good old boy. Yeah. I mean, he's got a big th- yeah. this guy's belt buckles the size of Texas. I mean, it's this thing. Huge. <laughs> and it's right. like the 10 gallon hat he's got going on. I mean, he's a, he's a good old he's a good old fella. I mean, it's that's just the kind of people that uh, that are from down south like that. It's absurd to be uh, taking it out of context like that. And but we we know it's the media. It's clickbait. They do it to get ad revenue, to get people to click on it. Uh, That's the milder conclusion that I can come to. The, The more serious conclusion I can come to is this is intentional to try to pit the left and the right against each other to, you know, divide and conquer. Uh, so it, it's, I don't know. This, this is just, I'm tired of it. I'm yeah. getting tired of it. It's crazy. It's crazy. But honestly, you, you mentioned being feeling somewhat sorry for Democrats, like the average Democrat. Yeah. The, the classic Democrat. I do because they, they don't want to vote for Trump and, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I get it because he doesn't represent the way that they think things need to go. But at the same time, they don't hate the country either. So they've got nowhere else to turn. Right. They're, they're just kind of lost. They've been left behind. Yes and no. How do politicians get into power? Uh, well, you vote them in, right? But by, by lying to people. OK, well, yeah, you vote. <laughs> they lied to you to get there. But yeah, go ahead. That's my point is, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from and I understand your point. But at the same time, I have difficulty feeling sorry for them in this in this scenario because it's what you voted for. Yeah. So I, th- that that's what that's what's yeah. difficult for me. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But the the thing is, is you know the Democrat Party fifty years ago. I mean, I'm talking like the days of JFK. You know, I do you know I have a picture of JFK hanging in my office. Did you know that? Like mm-hmm. I do. It's, I mean, I got it right here. I, I got it right here. And his his famous inaugural speech. I mean, mm-hmm. 
why wouldn't you like a, a normal thinking person, a, a rational, common sense thinking person? If you go back and you listen to, J- to JFK's speech about asking not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, why would that mm. not resonate with anybody? Why would that not res- resonate with anybody? Why would you if if you're a if you're a common sense person, I don't care your politics or not, but if, if you have common sense and you believe in the nation you come from, then why would you not be on board with that? But see, if we had a Republican talking like that today, I'd be doing backflips. But we don't even have Republicans talking like that. John F. Kennedy, who was a Democrat, by the way, for those that don't know, John F. Kennedy could not get elected as a Republican today. That's how far we've drifted. Let alone a Democrat. Yeah. It's oh, just- yeah. No, no. Democrat would be completely out of the question. But by all things considered, he wouldn't be allowed to be a Democrat now. He wouldn't even be allowed yeah. in the party. Yeah. It's just it's sad. It really is like I seriously, I do feel bad for the Democrats being stuck in this scenario. Don't get me wrong. It's just part of me is like, yeah, but you guys like these are the politicians you voted for. Like this is you specifically. The listener may not have, but the Democrats as a whole did. At least in certain areas, as far depending on which politician we're talking about, and so on and so forth, right. blah blah blah. Right. But would this honestly? Do you think it's a good thing we we vote for senators? What's your What's your take on that? Well, it, yes, I, I think it's a good thing that we vote for all elected representatives. But I have an issue with the fact that the way that things are now, I have an issue with the career politician. I have an issue with mm-hmm. that. So I think if we just had if we had two term. Congress members, all right, Congresswomen, Congressmen. If we had two terms for them, and we had one term for senator, because senator Senate term, Senate seat is six years, so you know House seat is two years. So if we had a two consecutive term limit for House members, and we had a one term limit for Senate, and of course we've already got the term limit on the executive branch, and then possibly, mm-hmm. possibly we might look into it in the future, uh, Supreme Court term limits, possibly. But I think that. That's the bigger issue I have with it is the term limit, the, the no term limits on on Congress. Well, traditionally, this was changed. I believe it was the early 1900s. I believe they changed. It was either early 1900s or late 1800s. They changed the uh, Senate race. Senate used to be voted by your representative and the Senate was to represent the state government and the House was to represent you, the people. And that was changed. And they change it to now, uh, to now where the Senate is elected by the people. And the Senate's job now is to represent the people on a uh, – basically, it, it negates the House, more or less, in reality. Like, it's the state has no representative themselves. Of course, I would argue we don't have any representative either because it, you, you have these yeah. um, politicians that aren't they, – they don't have a, shall we say, conscience and are willing to take bribes from – Companies and corporations to pass. Well, they bills. don't. Yeah. And they don't listen to their constituency. They, like they don't no. listen to to us. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I spoke to my representative from my district back in the US. I can't tell you the last time because even if you try to contact them, they don't listen to you. I know somebody that actually had to go to them for something and they never actually got to speak to them. They had. I mean, they yeah, had aid or something. Yeah, they had to actually go to the rep to try and deal with something because it was out of their control. And so they needed to bring them in on it to try and get the to get the ball rolling on something. And they never actually got to talk to them on anything. And it's like, well, what what are you there for? Like, what what the hell are you there for? I understand you're busy, right? I got it. I got it. But you're there to represent us who voted for you to put you there. 
So you should be able to take my call. Now, I get it. You have a secretary and you you know, you're busy and you got a lot of stuff going on. But at the same time, can you not reserve one day a week to give each person, say, 10 minutes? Can you not do that? I mean, I know that there's not a lot of requests coming in from your districts. So unless you're representing like a major metropolitan area or something. But if you've got, say, like a church or a charity or a business, then I think they would take precedent. That would just be my understanding of it. I would argue that the uh, well, I, I I consider lobbyists bribery and I, I consider That's, that uh, yeah, legal. But yeah, I, I would prefer that, um, you know, businesses stay out of politics altogether. Uh, you, you just. You as the business owner, as as the individual, yes, okay, that's fine. But if you try to bring your business in on it and you're trying to do lobbying and throwing money at them or benefits or what have you, no. And it's just, uh, I don't like it. I, I'm not even 100% on the whole, uh, for example, Amazon, Google, whatever. They come in and say, hey, uh, I'm going to bring you 50,000 jobs. What are you going to give me? Um I'm not even really, I don't, That that's manipulative. I don't really even like that. Just if you're going to move to a place, move to the place with the best rates and, mm-hmm. fig, you know, and then if if the government choose to give you a better deal to keep you around, you know, okay, but don't be manipulating. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like that whole. You know what a lobbyist thing. is? I've said it before. A lobbyist, that's a gangster with a briefcase. That's all that is. Yeah. All right. Agreed. So, yeah. Unfortunately, I, GP did call halfway through this this morning. So unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be able to make it this afternoon. But I think we're working on another project with him. We might be able to get to that uh, later on today. We will be talking about that in the coming days. Uh, so make sure everybody keeps uh, make sure you stay tuned to um, to get all the updates on that when we decide we're going to roll that one out. But uh, we're in the process of working on that behind the scenes now. Anyway, so uh, this afternoon, we are going to dig a little bit deeper into the Minneapolis situation uh, and what's going on there. We're going to talk about a little bit about the media and how they're playing the game and throwing the ball back and forth. But anyway, yes, uh, we will be drilling and drilling down into the uh, Minneapolis protest. Anyway, or riots, rather, in this case. All right. Thanks for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thanks, everybody, for listening this morning. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.